Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Caitlin here with you guys. Along with Jessica. Hey, everybody. We are so excited to dive into more poetry today. It is National Poetry Month. We're going to be talking about poetry again. Last week, we talked about the power of using Poetry Station. So if you haven't had a chance to go check out last week's episode, definitely go listen to that one. Um, I think it's a great way to make poetry more approachable in your classroom. So that was a fantastic episode. We also want to take a moment to let you know, if you haven't heard, towards the end of April, on April 18th, we are opening a pop-up Facebook group, and we are calling this experience the Easy Week Experience. And what we're doing, basically, is spending five days together in a pop-up Facebook group, and we are providing you with lessons that can be used with any unit that you're teaching, any literature piece, whatever. Um, But it's not just lessons. It's like highly engaging lessons that follow our EB lesson planning framework um, of the into, through, and beyond. So there's going to be fun prizes. There's going to be community. We just want you to feel excited as we head into these last few months together in school. You feel supported. You feel like you're thriving. It's just a great way, a great energetic way, really, to like bring in the end of the school year on a very positive note. So we'd love to invite you to join us for that. It's absolutely free. Um, Our goal is to just help you feel supported, help you feel excited about teaching and engage your students in their learning. So if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash easy week, you can sign up, you'll get all of the information. The pop-up Facebook group opens on Sunday, uh, April 18th. Mm-hmm. Yes. Perfect. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's dive into today's episode. Let's do it. Today we're talking about combining poetry and research to push our students' reading and writing skills. So we're going to actually walk you through Uh, a research activity that both Caitlin and I did in the classroom and hopefully give you some ideas about how to combine these two aspects of ELA. And I think it's important to note that, yes, we are going to be talking about research, but with this activity, it's not like we had our students write a full-blown research paper. We tried to make it much more engaging for them, still doing hardcore research, but in a, a more fun flip book activity that we'll get into. Yes. So today we're just going to walk you through exactly what we did in the classroom. And um, like I said, hopefully you'll get some ideas. So if you are teaching poetry or you're in the middle of your poetry unit, whatever it is, we think it's really important to start with like a whole group lesson where you're reviewing the basics of figurative language, right? You're talking about metaphors, similes, idioms, etc. And you can do that with absolutely any poem you want, any poem you already have access to in your classroom. We actually, with our students, we use a poem that Caitlin wrote, which I think this is actually really cool because if you listen to last week's episode, Caitlin talked about her poetry class in college and how it was pretty intimidating and maybe she wasn't pleased with that teacher and her experience. (laughs) So I think it's very cool that we actually use a poem that I believe you wrote in college. Yes, it's actually a poem that I wrote for that class. No, I love it. <laughs> and um, I'm not being biased here. It's a good poem, you guys. You. It's called Roman Streets. And she wrote it about her study abroad experience in Italy. So I just think it's so cool. I use that with my own students. And we look for the figurative language in it. We analyzed it. And it's nice because it's a short, brief poem. And I think mm-hmm. that's important with whatever poem you choose. Start out basic, easy with your students, right? Get them used to finding figurative language in a a simpler poem. And then you're going to move into a more complex poem. Mm -hmm. So with this research activity, again, we start simple with a basic poem. 
We look for figurative language and then we move into a much more complex poem. Do you want to speak into that, Caitlin? Yeah, sure. So the next thing that we do, and you can, again, use any poem that you want to, to do this, but we use The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost because it does incorporate a lot of those characteristics of poetry mm -hmm. that we really understand as we move into this research unit, metaphor, simile, idiom, you know, uh, personification, et cetera. And so we will annotate and discuss this poem together. You can even use those poetry stations that we talked about in the last episode. Um, and we do all of this together before they even dive into the research component of completing what we have them, you know, the final project of the poetry research flipbook. Because the flipbook, the research project, they're not only just researching and focusing on the poet themselves that they choose to study, they're also going to be choosing one of the poems from that particular poet. And they're going to use all of the knowledge that they've gained from our study of, you know, the poem that I wrote from the study of the road not taken. Again, you can use any poem for that one as well. Um, bring in some, that's a great spot where you can bring in more diversity into your poetry that you're doing with your students. Um, and so it's great because we're setting them up for success before they even dive into this research component. It's not like we're telling them, okay, here are the guidelines go on, like, good luck, go do your research and then come back to me. We're laying the foundations, we're laying the groundwork for them. Um, and so the reason that we do this particular project in, and I love when it is, we do it in April around Poetry Month, is because, you know, we're always about spiraling in the standards throughout the year. And students have probably done a little bit of research here and there throughout the school year. And now we're able to do it in a fun way that's engaging for them. They can bring different poets and poetry into your classroom. You know, I like to make sure that my student, no student is doing the same poet and I let them choose anybody that they want, but I give them some guidance on, on different poets from different places in the world, right? We want to include as much diversity in this particular activity as possible to open our students' eyes to, to more than what might be the norm, right, in our classrooms. I love that. Um, so to add into what I did with my own fifth graders with this activity, I did it very similar to Caitlin, where I'd let them pick their poet of their choice. But um, I tied it in with our reading challenge. So like a lot of teachers, you know, we did a book challenge in our classroom to read 40 books or more throughout the school year. And one of the um, aspects of the challenge was to read poetry. And again, that was pretty daunting for students, but I tied in this research project with it. So they got to pick a poet they wanted to study or um, a genre of poetry that they wanted to focus on. So students would pick it and then they would do this research component um, in conjunction with it. And so it was so cool because they created these flip books around a poet of their choice. And then we actually hung up the flip books in the classroom and we did like a gallery walk, which was so cool because it exposed students to so many different poets and then so many different poems themselves, but it's a really like bite-sized pieces, right? Because it's a small flip book. They could just walk through, look at their classmates' creations. It included pictures, it included fun colors. So it was a really engaging way for them to say, oh, poetry can be kind of fun. And I actually like liked researching it for one, mm -hmm. because it wasn't a huge paper. It was a fun little booklet. And then I liked learning about what my classmates, um, chose to focus on. So it was so yep. much fun to just hang those around the room. Totally. Um, so, so going back to kind of the process of how you're going to teach this in your classroom, you're going to, you know, do a poem together. That's approachable. We use mine, Roman streets, uh, to find figurative language. And then we do a more challenging poem together. And, and the whole purpose is really to make sure students understand how to analyze a poem. But then we want them to actually do the research. So we put together like brainstorming pages for them before they're going to put anything into their flipbook. 
And we have students find information, you know, basic information about the background of the poet, maybe some interesting facts about that poet, but we also want them to include an analysis and explanation of how the poet's life influenced their works. Like that is so important. I think that that's why that first part of analyzing poetry was so important. You know, I like to use Poe as an example. It's the easiest example for mm-hmm. me, at least like his life, like very clearly influenced. Uh, yeah. Work, right? <laughs> um, and so we want students to know, right? Like poetry is so personal. It's so meaningful. Uh, the majority of the time you're going to get to know the poet, not just the speaker of the poem, mm-hmm. right? We talk about how those are two different uh, people sometimes. Um, so we have that on the brainstorming page. And then we also include a page for students to include a poem of their choice by that particular poet, right? So they have the poet, the background information, et cetera. And then they also pick a poem, but students need to analyze and annotate the poem that they chose as well. So that's bringing it back to what they were working on in the beginning in a whole class setting when we were working on it together. And I'm going to jump in there because if you listen to last week's podcast episode about using stations, if you've already done stations with your students, they are so much more confident and competent at annotating poems. So when they go to do it on their own with this research project, their annotations are much stronger. And it's not just like, I like this line or Mm -hmm. simile. They're going deeper. Why did the poet use this simile? What is the deeper meaning? Yes. And you could even give them those stations as requirements for what they need to include in their analysis of the poem in this particular research flipbook. So it's just a great activity. So again, you do uh, annotations together as a class, you give them brainstorming pages that incorporates everything that I just talked about. And then the last thing that they'll do is they'll put all, compile all of that research, all of that information into their final flip book project that you can then display around your classroom and do a gallery walk and things like that. That's a great project, honestly, any time of the year, but it's perfect for April during National Poetry Month. So we hope you give it a try and have some fun with research with your students. Yes. Yeah. Let's make research fun and game. (laughs) And then they can take all of these concepts that they've learned about finding, you know, reliable, credible sources online and do a more challenging research project if you want to towards the very end of the year. So it's just a great way to incorporate research in a fun way. Um, so with that being said, we have this exact project in our Teachers Pay Teacher Store or EV Shop. You can go check it out or you can put one together on your own. We just want you to feel supported so that if you, this is something you're like, oh, that sounds really interesting, at least you have the guidance to get started um, and incorporate this into your classroom. I also want to remind everybody about the Easy Week experience at the end of April that we are so excited about. April 18th, the Facebook group opens. Come join us. It's free. You're going to get to be a part of an amazing community for that week. You know, you get to be inspired, be reinvigorated, like really head into the end of the year with that excitement um, just in your bones, right? So that it's a great way to round out what's obviously been a challenging 13 months that we've Totally. And you get free resources to use with your students so that at the end of the year, you're not like, oh, just get me to summer, right? You're like actually feeling excited. Like, oh, I can breathe some new life into the lessons I already have. So yes. we hope you join us. Yep. Go to evacademics.com forward slash easy week. And we will see you next week on the podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.